Hi, everyone. I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In The Moment, a podcast about acting, art, and life, and that tricky little thing we're all after but rarely find ourselves in, the moment. In this series, I talk to all kinds of creatives and friends about the joys and the ah, heartache and challenges of acting, writing, producing, and getting out of our own ways to be the creative channels we all are. For more information, go to anthonymile.com, and you can also find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Okay, I hope you enjoy. On today's episode, Tony chats with actress Sierra Capri, star of the show On My Block. They discuss Hollywood's obsession with youth, diversity in the industry, and her experience on set going from being the newbie to learning the ropes. Check out the final season airing now on Netflix. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice, and hopefully book the fucking job. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of In The Moment Podcast, where we talk about all kinds of amazing things, inspiring and thought-provoking and all about the artist's journey. Um, my guest today is... The dear heart, Sierra Capri. Yes. Hi. <laughs> this Hi, everyone. Is, Hi, Anthony. Hi. This is, I always, I, I always say this when we hit the applause button. We'll just hit it again so everybody can hear <laughs> your applause. <laughs> uh, so. Oh, my goodness. Hi, Sierra. We've been trying to do this for a while, but you're, you're such a busy working actress. It's, it's hard to pin you down. Oh, Lord, I don't I don't know about that one. But I know we've been trying to do this for so long. And I know I've been promising you, Anthony, that I was going to do it. So I'm like, I have to get this done. That's at the top of my bucket list at the top of my calendar every month. Please do a podcast because I've always wanted to do one. I love your podcast. Oh, well, I love you. And I also just like, I mean, you're one of my favorite people in terms of just your enthusiasm and wanting to grow and learn as a young artist, which I think is sometimes not easy, right? Like I think sometimes, you know, so for those of you who don't know Sierra, she's one of the leads of a big Netflix show called On the Block, yay. And how long has that show been on now? Four years, Sierra? Yeah, it's been, it's been actually, you know what? If we're including COVID, it's going on five because we took a year off for COVID. So yeah, but uh-huh. four seasons. Four seasons. I think yeah. like, you know, so you were, you're still super young, but you were so young when you started. And I just think it, it, it speaks to your artistry that, you know, you're in class and you're just wanting to grow and, and transform as you become a young woman. And I mean, you are a young woman, but like, you know, step <laughs> into this new phase of your life. Um, Cause you know, like living in LA, like you know, sometimes people think that like, just because they book a big job that they've got, you know, the world by the balls. Right. And that's so not the case. <laughs> oh my right? God. Yeah. You, um, it's, it's like, you never, you never stop working. You never stop trying to get better because I feel like when you get too comfortable, that's when it will become harder for you to, you know, connect with the work and, maybe use things that you once used at one point in time. And that's why I always listen to you. And I'm like, regardless of whatever I've booked, I'm still trying to always improve myself and get better. Yeah. Well, I think it's also because 
you're not who you were at 17. You know what I mean? Like we change. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? and, oh my God. You know, yes. Yeah. And so I think, and as you mature, um, you know, I'm always trying to get actors who I started working with when they're super young or whatever, or even maybe actors who are in their twenties and the, but still go out for, you know, 16 year olds or something. And they feel like they've aged out of that, but, but in, in their auditioning, they're still going out for that. But I'm always still trying to prepare them for what's to come because they're not going to be playing 16 forever. Right. Right. I mean, right. you still play really young though, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I, um, I play, I'm pretty sure like you would have thought that we would have probably graduated by now, but like we're still seniors, even in the fourth season, like, it, so, I mean, luckily, I'm, I'm happy. I'm thrilled that I can still play so young, but I agree. You do, you know, you're always growing and evolving and even as an actor. So it's so interesting to look back at season one and compare it. I cannot wait to compare it to season four when it comes out because I know I'm going to be like, wow, those are two completely different people. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure like just who you are as a person, but then also your acting has grown so much and you know, we could talk about that. I also just think it's funny. It's like the original Beverly Hills 90210. You guys are going to be in high school for like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, I'm so conflicted sometimes because people tell me like, you know, you want to stay as young as you can in this business forever. And then I'm like, yeah, but you also don't want to get pigeonholed and typecasted. So I don't yeah. know. No, Ciara, you can't. I think that's also, oh, this is going to be a good light bulb for everybody. That's also some sort of subtle form of ageism. And it's also mm -hmm. like arrested developmentism. And it's also the fear of, you know, I also think that's the cult of youth and obsession with youth in our society and that they're, you know, so whoever tells you that just, you know, I think you should thumb your nose at them. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I just think that that's so that's more about their own fear than it is about what it means to be, you know, first of all, we're human beings and we're evolving and we're ascending as we continue on our journey. You know, and I'm not saying that it's not sometimes um, riddled, not riddled with, you know, challenges and fears and anxieties and frustrations. I was telling my my boyfriend, oh, I may cry. I'm feeling the tears. <laughs> um, you know, this speaks very much to what you're talking about. Like, um, I was talking to my parents yesterday and they're 86, they're in amazing shape and they're really healthy, knock on wood. But I was really kind of a little moody a little bit. I mean, it was without going into a deep dive, like they were telling me something about someone who's dating someone in our family that I'm, I'm on the fence about and because of maybe some of their sort of political leanings and Anyway, so I was a little judgy <laughs> and, but I was feeling a little like I was kind of being a little, what's the word when I told my boyfriend about it? I just like a little snippy with my parents, a little moody, right? Mm -hmm. And edgy. Yeah, a little on and edge. So, yeah, a little on edge. And so it, it had to do with the person we were talking about, but then later on I hung up with them, whatever, it's all fine. And then I was meditating last night and then I just... I was overcome with all this feeling. And I think part of my anger had less to do with who we were talking about and more to do with, 
I'm kind of angry. Uh, I'm going to totally start crying. I was angry that they're getting older and they're in these last phases of their life and them being angry and having to say goodbye. And then also me, I'm getting old, you know, they're being getting older means I'm getting older and our ang my anger, I can only speak for myself about, you know, all that it's complicated. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and, and I think, and I have a, an understanding of it all and it's essential and, and important, but, but, but that's as human beings, look at how complex it is to like move through phases of life. And then we live in a fucking Hollywood that is all about, you have to be young and you have to look a certain way and you have to be beautiful. And I mean, you've dealt with that. You, you also yeah. are not a white yeah. actor. And so like, you know, somebody who maybe when you were growing up, you weren't seeing representations of yourself on, you know, in TV and movies. Tell me about that or anything you want to talk about there. Um, it's so funny that you say this because me and uh, uh, one of my fellow castmates, we were just talking about, um, her name is Paula, and we were just talking about how even though, um, you know, you would, we're luckily moving forward in the casting department, we've seen a lot more inclusion and a lot more diversity when it comes to roles, but it's so interesting that there's still like things that are very based on your physicalities rather than, you know, we were like, it's so weird because if we're talking about skin tones, you'd be surprised how many times you're technically not dark enough to like play the black girl, but you're also not, mm. you can't, you know, you can't pass for white. So it's really interesting. Like, and she was, she came up to me and actually asked me if I had ever experienced that. Cause she said, she just recently, she's Latina and she just recently experienced that during an audition. And I was like, yeah, I thought I was like, I didn't know. I'm glad that you said that because I was starting to feel that way as well, that it's still, you know, challenging regardless of what you look like. It's still gonna, you know, it's just, it's interesting as you know. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're, it's, yeah, it's so crazy. Like maybe, you know, the good news is maybe things are opening up in the world in terms of, you know, casting, you know, just trying to just cast whoever is a good actor as opposed to it being about um, ethnicity or race, right? But but even within that, the, the business is like, you know, you're, you're too dark skinned, you're not dark skinned enough, you're too, you're too Asian looking, you're not Asian enough, you're mixed, you're, you speak Spanish or you don't, you know what I mean? Like there's still, right. I think that's, I think, so at one level, it's great that there is slowly things are starting to change, but then I think the same kind of uh, sort of labels and definitions and limitations are going to be placed on the sort of the new level of openness that we have sort of achieved. It's still going to be there because that's what right. Hollywood does, right? Hollywood is really big on labeling, defining, compartmentalizing, mm -hmm. putting people in boxes. And I, I think like, you know, what I was saying about, you know, I was teaching in Atlanta, which is, I think, where we met originally, right? I was just teaching there. We did. Was that the first place we met or did we meet at your studio? And then I, and then I, when you came to Atlanta, I came to your, to your workshop oh, in Atlanta. I thought we first met at the Atlanta studio and then you moved here to LA, but maybe it was the opposite. I think it was the opposite. I think yeah. because I had... Yeah, I had observed your class. We met. And then when I left to go back home, I found out you were in Atlanta. So I came to see you again. 
And I was like, I think I'm going to go out there. And you were like, yes. So yeah, it's just, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. And then you (laughs) made the move. Yeah. You made the move. Right. But I was, I was just saying, like, I was telling somebody in the Atlanta workshop, because I just got back yesterday and, you know, she was concerned that she was, or maybe this is in the New York city workshop. I don't know. She was saying that she's scared that she's too old. And I was like, okay, that's again, why do we, why do we listen to, um, you know, it just, it drives me nuts that the dictates of culture make us feel like we can't do something. And I think, you know, ageism is a real thing, just like any of these things that we're talking about. Um, Right. And, you know, and so we just have to keep being brave to keep moving forward and show that there is a place for us, whoever we are, whoever you are, who's listening, you know, as long as you're a human being in the form you are in, in your beautiful bodies, (laughs) the way they look and the color and your sexual preference and your age. And it doesn't matter. You yourself are the story. So, you know, so I think that's important to remember. And, and Sarah, I think it's like interesting because like you, so you've been doing, so you've been doing on the block and so so how did you get that job? Oh Lord. (laughs) I love when you and me tell this story together, because believe it or not, I feel like you also like play a big part in it just because I've known you for so many years. Um, but I was a, I was a junior headed into my senior year at Armstrong State University in Savannah, Georgia, and I was studying biology. My goal was to become a pathologist. Like I figured, I just, I really enjoyed (laughs) your face. (laughs) I really, I enjoy, I had to have a job that would be something different each day. So that's why I mainly chose that field because I'm like, oh, there's always going to be something new, something exciting happening. I'm never going to get bored. And um, I love science in general, but I was, I think I, I think I was um, studying or something. And I, I, on the slide, I used to sign up for things on Actors Access and submit myself for things like being an extra and whatnot. Like before on my block, I was an extra in Hidden Figures and then I was an extra in Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising. And um, then I found on my, all this was on Actors Access, by the way, as well. And then I found on my blog. And while I was on the set of Hidden Figures, one of the actresses in the movie, she was giving, giving an acting seminar close by. So I attended that. And there I met this woman named Deja D. Her name was Crystal Lee Brown. Hey, Crystal. And um, at Crystal's seminar, I met a woman named Deja D, who I knew did a lot of self-taping and she came and talked as well. So I kept her information in the back of my head and went back to campus. And um, when they, I got the invitation to audition, I drove four hours from my campus in Savannah to Atlanta to go to her house and tape with her for it. And she coached me. Yeah. She coached me and we, we were there for hours and we did it. And I think maybe like two or three weeks later, Ronnie Pennywell, he, um, is one of the producers on the show. You know him, of course. Yeah, you know yeah, Ron. I know Ron. Yeah. Yeah. Love Ron. Hey, Ron. <laughs> um, he was like, uh, we actually want to FaceTime with you. Like, we really liked your audition. And I'm like, okay, I'm thinking it's going to be him. And when I got on the FaceTime, it was actually Lauren, Lauren, or Un- Lauren Unerich, who's the creator of the show. And she was like, we loved your tape and we want to fly you out here for a chemistry read. And I was just talking, I was just talking talking about this recently I'm like it's crazy because I literally remember like I was in the middle of like 
the country and the boonies and like we were living with my grandmother at the time and I'm sitting on her carport and it was like these helicopters going above my head and I'm like I'm so sorry I'm in the middle of nowhere I'm sorry if you can't hear and oh she gosh. um yes I flew out here for the Camry that's where I met the rest of the cast and yeah I think about maybe like two or three weeks after that they were like you got it it was one other actress there though for Monse and when I saw her I was like yeah I probably didn't get this but this was such a fun experience <laughs> thanks guys for the free flight and the trip <laughs> oh. <laughs> you're like then I'm going back and I'm gonna study science and then yeah yeah she was nothing and like me she was oh nothing like me the complete opposite which I guess you know I feel like they do that a lot for auditions anyways because they just want to make sure that they're certain on what they're looking for but yeah, she was more preppy and polished. And I'm just sitting over here like with a hoodie and my hair was in a bun and I was like, oh, it's like, well. <laughs> and the rest is history. I mean, and wow, you really were like, uh, like a newborn on that show then, right? You were so, I mean, acting was like a whole new world. <laughs> no, it really was. Legit, it really was were you like, were you like pooping your pants? Were you like, oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> Honestly, everything happened so quick. It was, it was such a whirlwind and yeah. it did take a minute for me to, to get acclimated to a lot of things. But I say the first time it really hit is when we were on set and I realized, you realize because you're just thrown onto set and you have no idea what to expect, what the terminology is yet. You don't know any of that. So yes. I'll never forget, we were doing this scene, season one, and she was like, Sierra, she's like, Sierra, I need you to stand on an apple box. And I had no idea what the freak she was talking about. And then she's like, and we're going to have to put a pancake on top of that. And I had no idea what the freak she was talking about. And she's just getting frustrated because she's, like, she's like, Sierra, you need an apple box. And I'm like, Lauren, I have no idea. And then she came up, she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I forgot you don't know what any of this means yet. And that was my oh, moment yeah. where I was like, wow, I'm, I really just took on like this huge. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> It's so funny. It's funny now. And I was so excited even then. But that's when I'd say I started getting nervous. Like, oh, my God, what am I in for? <laughs> you were like, I'm going to have apples and pancakes for breakfast here. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so much. I had a crash course. Oh but now I'm, I'm so excited that I did. Yeah. It was so worth yeah. it. Yeah. And you've kind of grown up and you've learned on that show, right? Um, right. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, I remember, was it? Well, it was before COVID because your your character was starting to was starting to move into a lot more emotional territory, and like you're wanting to like, you know, bring it and explore that on set. And of course, you did. But I think it's always like the actor is. I think sometimes the pressure we put on ourselves to get somewhere emotionally can sometimes be the thing that keeps us from going somewhere emotionally. You know what I mean? Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know that during that time that was when I feel like the show was really starting to get popular uh, and, yeah. uh -huh. and again having a crash course and not only onset behavior and terminology but also dealing with you know social media and things and that are as they say the business side of Hollywood how they'll you know it's 20 percent acting 80 percent business so just dealing with a bunch of things that i honestly was not prepared for at the time 
Um, now I'm grateful for it, but at the time I do feel like that had a lot to do with my mindset moving forward on the show. Ultimately, mm-hmm. I think for, for a weird period of time, like I was just, you know, they always say you don't read things on the internet. You don't. And this was like only season oh. one. And like, I had already, I felt like starting, you know, I let it effect, affect me emotionally and just yeah. kind of made me more closed off. And I thought I was protecting myself, honestly, but like you said, in fact, we're hindering ourselves because we're not allowing us to open up and truly get to the place where we want to be. So, um, yeah, just dealing with, and of course, also dealing with, like you said, pressures, pressures from people around us, but also pressures on set because there were things that I necessarily didn't agree with, but I, in terms of how, you know, the character, like I felt that it was made out to be, for, for a minute, I felt it was made out to be very like, okay, she should always be angry black girl mm-hmm. for no reason. Mm-hmm. And so it would be hard for me to connect to the story or connect to a scene that I was in because I ultimately wasn't believing it because I just felt, you know, I still had that chip on my shoulder. So I feel like once I was able to work through those emotions and figure out what I actually did like about the character that helped a lot. But for a while, I was like, you know, I don't want to portray this. I don't want little girls thinking that, you know, you should be doing certain things that I felt my character was was doing. So now looking back, yeah, I definitely agree that it was all necessary and helpful in shaping the person I am today. Thank God. (laughs) Well, yeah, I think all things always are. But when we're in it, you know, like... That was interesting because you didn't really relay that to me, you know, in the moment, or maybe you weren't even aware of it. Sometimes we have to get through, like the thing I was saying about my parents and part of why I think I was kind of feeling edgy is this, you know, like grief we have or shame or upset and we're not even aware of where it comes from sometimes, you know what I mean? And like, to me, the work is all about becoming more conscious of it, you know? You know, my my boyfriend told me last night, this great James Baldwin quote that I'd never heard. And he's, James Baldwin said, to be conscious is to be angry all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) Oh, I know, I know. James, James Baldwin, my God, what a prophet. And like, what, I mean, so true in a way, right? Because you start to wake up to... Well, all the things that we're talking about, the things we talk about in class, the things I'm really passionate about, social injustices and like, you know, why things are the way they are and why we continue to like, you know, live in narratives that no longer are li- working for us. And, you know, all mm. these things, like sometimes I feel like the human dilemma is is so complex, but then I'm always like, well, it just, it could be easier, you know, human beings right. are so dramatic, right? And we make, we fuck everything up. But I'm just always like, God, <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's always a wonder that we even get through the day, to be honest. Like, right. I, I'm, I'm shocked that the world hasn't fallen apart more than it has in a weird way, you know? Yeah, um, I, I understand. But I love, Sierra, that like, to me, as a young, powerful woman, like, you're also what you're speaking of is, I was just talking to an actress a little before you, uh, we, we did this, she's having problems with her reps and one of my advice and like, you know, she's only 18 and she's really kind of speaking up for herself. And I think it's so important for young, young people, but young women especially to have agency and to be able to, you know, her team was saying, or 
this person that she was with was saying things that were, I think, not only condescending, but also like patronizing and also like kind of gaslighting her a little bit. And like, just because you're 18 doesn't mean you don't know things, you know? I think it's really mm. important for young people. I think it's harder for women because obviously they've been taught, right? Socially, like be quiet, be a good girl, don't upset the right. apple cart, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think you're a really amazing inspirer of, for younger women to like, hey, look, you can talk about these things. Yeah, uh, no, seriously. And, and I think if I was probably willing to discuss it more back then, it probably would have made all that much of a difference. But I think because I, I still had um, people, ple people pleaser <laughs> syndrome yeah, yeah, and you know, you don't want to yeah. piss anyone off, of course especially yeah. because because you know the the you know the type of show you're on you know how big the show is you don't want to ruffle feathers so you start to just suppress certain things that normally you'd be like well I wouldn't do that or I wouldn't be okay with that and mm. you know so I I definitely I definitely want to tell other um young actresses or actors out there please do not be scared to, you know, voice your concerns, please know your worth. And if you, if something is bothering you, please definitely tell someone about it. Don't, you know, just don't be scared. I think that's what, that's pretty much what all of us agreed this, like this entire series has, has been for us. We're like, moving forward, guys, we're just going to say it was a blessing and a lesson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all agree that and that's why we're so close because we've all had experiences that only we shared together and why we consider ourselves a family now because, you know, looking back, I definitely think that if I didn't have them to, you know, get through certain times and vice versa, who knows if we would have made the show, you know, helped make the show what it was or what it turned out to be. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you guys were all so young, right? So you kind of grew up and you... Got yeah, to know we yourselves were. in that, yeah, in that way, and you got to know the business. I mean, I mean, it's really inspiring, Sarah, that you and like, and you're also like wanting to do, you know, other things. So you also were in American Skin with, uh, written directed by my my pal Nate Parker. And yes, that tackles some major issues of what we're facing in America today. Oh my God, a hundred percent! Shout out to Nate Parker, such a visionary. Shout out to Nate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's, a, he's an original. So great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. That uh, the movie is about uh, a military vet son who gets murdered by a cop, and basically the system doesn't do anything about it. So he takes matters into his own hands and decides to get justice for his son. And um, yeah, it was directed and starred in by Nate Parker, and I got to play play in it as well and it was probably one of if not the best set experience that I've had thus oh, far yeah, okay. yeah it was I I felt like it would be if Anthony <laughs> if Anthony were to direct and star in a movie like the Aww. energy <laughs> it was the energy on set was just so calm and he was very oh, yeah. um he's very he's also very like just trust your instincts like he literally would just come up to me and be like I don't I'm not telling you to do anything which again, I was not used to because I'm so used to turn your head here, blink here, yell here, say this here, like that. I was not used to him just being like, 
he would come and just whisper and be like, trust your instincts and then walk away and be like, all right, action. You're like, it's just yeah. my class. Ah. <laughs> I'm like, where is happening? Oh my God. But, no, uh, he's but, yeah. the real, well, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. Tell me more. Oh no, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I agree. He is, he is um, definitely a real one, as I like to say. And he, we all knew, I figured, I kind of figured that we all knew the, you know, that it was a passion project for everyone, regardless of how big the movie would be. We knew the story that we wanted to tell and what we wanted to convey. So I think that's why we were all so connected to it. And we all just had the best time filming. It literally felt like just a big family gathering. Well, I think Nate is really special in that way that he, uh, I mean, I've never worked with him on set, just knowing him, like he definitely is grounded in the same principles that, you know, I certainly believe in. And we talked a lot about acting and, and also just he himself is really honest about, you know, the fears that come with acting and for him being a writer, director, actor, and um, you know, what is it to be vulnerable on set? And what, you know, for somebody to trust their instincts who maybe have never come from that understanding of that. That's what acting is. You can feel very much like, Oh my God, like I don't have right. any, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I've never been taught that. I mean, and I think it speaks here to like a lot of shows, you know, I mean, I remember when Shailene was on, um, 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 uh, oh my God, Secret Life of American Teenager and she would come to class and listen, these shows are all great for, for, you know, there's a tone and a style and a, a, um, you know, the stories are, uh, how do I say it? Like they have a, there's a machinery of these kind of shit work for right. delivering those shows, right? But she would come right. to class and she would be really in tears sometimes or very frustrated because she would say that on set, similarly, like, right? Like, you know, they would yell at her through the megaphone, oh, Shay, you can only put your hands here. I'm putting them on my uh, waist right now here crossing wow. them in front of her or right down by her side and then in class you know I would tell her to trust her instincts and she you know have an itch or want to you know move her hair or do something and then on set when she's one, wanting to live in that kind of being that kind of instinctual human place you know they would be like okay back to one you can't move your hands or whatever and so you know, she was also very young, 16, you know, she was even younger, I think, when she started and finished that when she was 18 or something. And so that was a real battle of her emerging into her like filmic storytelling aspect and, and, and right. still the restraints, you know, the restraints of certain shows. Yeah, I remember you telling me that story and it made me feel so much better because I felt like I wasn't alone. I, and especially because I know I mentioned this to you before, but I don't think anyone else knows. She's one of the main reasons that I wanted to come to your acting studio because Shane Lee Woodley is probably one of my favorite actresses. And so what I did was I just looked at whose acting style I really admired. And when she like really after Secret Life, when she came back, I was like, oh, my goodness, I've never seen her take before. Like I've never seen her style of acting before. And I was like, She's just so grounded and natural, but, um, you know, still very connected. And so I was like, where did she, where does she go to acting school? Who did she go to? And then I saw uh -huh. Anthony Mendel. I'm like, oh, well, that's who, that's where I'm going to go. And that's literally, I think I looked you up the next day and I came and observed your class. But yeah, that's just a fun fact oh, for wow. no one that knew that. I mean, but, I've um, had a yeah. couple... 
I've had a couple of guys who have become friends who, who did the same thing, but cause they were like really obsessed with her and they Googled her cause they, you know, they were like, I I'm going to marry Shailene. And then, and then they <laughs> ended up coming to class and then like, you know, stayed in class and like grew as an actor that I think it's funny. Like, yeah. Like I, I, I mean, I think that's beautiful because she is an emissary of the work, right? Of just like, or what you, you know, we're doing with Nate and watched him work or like a lot of actors that you worked with on that set, I'm sure is like, you know, trusting who you are is enough and trusting your instinct and being, being able to work in that environment is why it's so fun, right? You like, oh, right. this is what acting can be, like acting 2.0. Um, right. And that's going to happen more for you as you keep, you know, stepping into this new age. And how much longer is the show happening for? So you're in season five. No, season four, but it's it was the last season. We just filmed the last season of it. Oh, that was the last season, right. So, yes. okay. So you're unemployed right now. <laughs> I am. And it's so weird, Anthony. <laughs> oh my God, you're going to be fine. Sierra, let it's me ask so you, let me, let me ask you, like, because I think this will help people too. Like, how do you manage, because you have a huge social media presence online. You have millions of followers and like, you kind of touched on that, but how do you handle, like, I'm sure you get trolled like everybody. Like, how do you tell us a little bit about that for you? Um, honestly, or maybe you don't get trolled. Maybe everybody loves you, which would be, <laughs> I don't <laughs> oh, know. Yeah, no, I know I, that's definitely not the case. Not, the case. Uh -huh. it, not for my character, anyways. Like, they'll always say, I can't tell you how many times I've seen online, we love Sierra Capri, we hate Monte. Like, that's like the uh -huh. like thing so I think again at first it was more of um me seeking validation in you know the the things I would see online and just people that you realize it's just you know they're kids and, and you know everyone That's is right. still everyone still likes your character in some way or another otherwise they wouldn't take the time out of their day to come to your page or your dms and say certain things so once you realize it still all comes from in a weird way it still comes from a good place it's not like a completely negative thing and you're like okay you can't always like I just said you can't look for validation on things in other people in general but especially not online like not on social media um those are things that you should be able to find if everywhere else but social media so yeah. once I really started to I feel like when I started to again get deeper into my craft and become more comfortable with myself and figure out certain emotions that would happen that okay this is probably why I felt that because deeper down I really feel this about myself and once I was able to work through things like that I honestly realized like now I don't know what happened but I can go on social media and nothing <laughs> nothing affects me like no tro no troll things affect me anymore because I guess maybe I don't know I've, I've already like had the experience of it so now that I know uh -huh. that none of it means anything I'm able to put it in the back of my mind more wow, and I also I know you just don't scroll there's a no scroll <laughs> method if you know if there's certain things that are bothering you that bad and you have to go on social media there's a no scroll method just oh, wow. get on there yeah do what you have to do and then get right off don't even try to go digging because if you think about it you're not digging for all the positive comments if you keep scrolling up what are you doing you're looking for that one negative comment that someone has written 
and why do we get fixated on that that's that's like such an interesting thing i know isn't that crazy like, about that's weird psyche? you can get a hundred like oh my god i love you inspiring yes. beautiful and then one like you're a fucking loser or something and you're like yeah oh my god <laughs> right and, like, and that's the one that you're like oh my god this has to be true i don't know why but I know. And I always joke like some, some person living in their basement of their parents' house in Ohio or somewhere, you know what I mean? Like, like, and they're probably like 35 years old and too scared to like live their dreams. So, you know, I think we always have to keep it in perspective, but it is interesting. Yeah. That I don't know. I need to do a podcast on that. Oh my God, we should. It's such a, I think, I was just going to say it probably zeroes in immediately on our vulnerability and like, you know, just the fear of like being exposed or also for me, when that happens, for me, I have a really bad like uh, reaction or trigger around being bullied. So for me, Mm -hmm. it brings back all of my bully. uh, You know, I was bullied being a gay kid. So like when somebody says something, you know, that is unkind, like, I'm not able, I'm better at it now, but it's, it's usually my eight year old self who's remembering somebody calling me, you know, a pejorative, some terrible Mm. name for being gay, right? And so immediately, I go back to that time, I think. Yeah, definitely. I I would have to say I probably agree because I was also bullied. So yeah, there's definitely a connection. And in a weird way, though, I, I, I don't know if the at like tell me if this was the case for you, but I also feel like it kind of helped prepare me for, for oh, the sure. the, the mass, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Sierra, I gotta get you. I'm gonna get you a copy of my new book because it's all it's like short stories about my life, you know, take it or leave it. But it's all <laughs> about how things that happen to us actually happen for us, and I think everything that I've experienced in my life or created or getting to know you and other amazing people that have influenced my life, that's all come from the things that I also was subjected to. You know what I mean? And so all of these beautiful victories and, you know, the blessings are in the breakdown, you know, it's, it's hard when you're in it, but that is the way that life ascends. You know, I also think for me, I also, so yes, there's that, but I also think sometimes when there's a troll or somebody, I also, I think because I'm a teacher, you know, to my core, I'm always trying to get the one who doesn't quite get it. And so, oh gosh, you know, I know. So I see it sometimes and I, sometimes I'm like, okay, now it's, now they've gone into a dark hole, abyss that I can't crawl out of. But sometimes I'm like, okay, maybe I can help influence this person and bring this person to the light and really help them see something from a different, more factual perspective. So I kind of sometimes love the like challenge of it, but you know, in the long run, it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. That is so funny. Cause I, I can definitely see you being like, I, I, you know what, the main person that I need to have influence right now <laughs> is that guy in the back. <laughs> I know. I actually had a really beautiful story that came out of this. Cause you know, I post a lot about climate change and you know, what's happening and right. wanting to educate people about what's really going on. And, and I, this is like a year ago, I had this woman like 
uh, 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 I, think her, I think her name is Anita. Shout out to Anita because we've become friends, but uh, on social media. But she, I posted something, and she like posted, a, like I don't know, so many arguments to my point. And my point, it's so she wasn't denying what I was saying. She was just also like, yes, and you forgot to mention this and this and this and this and this. And I was like. Honey child, I cannot post. <laughs> and so then I think I DM'd her and I was like, okay, just so you know. Oh my I gosh. Giving, yes, I was giving an overview of everything. And then she actually went back and I think looked at more of my stuff. And then she's like, oh my God, you do know a lot about climate change. And like, she's like, I'm going to buy your books. And then we became friends. Like, I think it was like in a really amazing uh, kind of connection that came out of it. So so I guess the moral of the story is like sometimes, you know, it is worth to stay in the fight with some people. You know what I mean? Mm, I agree. I definitely, I agree. Cause who yeah. knows? Like you, who knows? like um, a lot of people say that, you know, they use that as motivation to better themselves. And that might have been the, the kick they need to really persevere and really, you know, push themselves to their limits. So I definitely think that there are benefits. <laughs> I definitely agree. Well, we just never know who we might touch. You know what I mean? So that's why I keep saying like, we just have to keep on keeping on with our light and our inspiration and, and Sierra. So like, what's next for you in terms of like, I don't like that question in terms of you should be enjoying like, okay, you're, you, it's fine. Your show's wrap. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> but in terms of like, like, what do you, what are you wanting to do next? Or what do you, what are you like, what do you think is something that's inspiring for you in the next phase of your life? Well, I'm really excited. Um, can't talk about it much, but um, Gary Hardwick, who directed and wrote, he, uh, I'm sorry, he wrote Bring It On. We are doing oh. a movie. Oh, yeah. oh my yeah. God. Okay, well, <laughs> you've I'm already got excited. the next gig lined up. <laughs> but, but I mean, it, it's weird because of COVID and everything keeps, you know, getting pushed. But um, yes, yes. Yeah, it's through Amazon Studios and it was casted by a, Twinkie Tracy Bird, shout out to her. Oh, and I Leon. love, I love you Twinkie. Love her? Really? Yes, yes, we're oh friends. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh, she just moved. She moved to North Carolina. I, you know what? I've seen some posts of hers lately that I was like, oh, is she on vacay? Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, she left. I'm like, okay. come back. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but, come um, back to me. But, okay, but go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. But yeah, no, so um, that project, which was actually supposed to be filmed in July, um, Amazon pushed it back a little bit. So I'm excited about that coming up. And we we wrapped, we just wrapped in July. So I think yeah. um, I know when the show was coming out, but I can't say exactly the exact date. I can't wait till we can. Ben but knows. yeah, but hopefully, you know, hopefully moving forward, I've I still like, I'm very big on action films and I'm like, I would love to somehow book a franchise if possible. And, you know, I just created a production company with my mom. So oh, I'm wow. very excited. Yeah, I'm excited to start producing my own content. And I've been looking at, um, you know, talking to the media rights department at my agency and trying to figure out stories that we want to tell and push forward. And so I'm excited about a couple things. <laughs> That's so amazing to empower yourself to tell the stories you want to tell, you know, yeah. now. That's yeah. so great. That's the way to do it, to have agency in your career. You know what I mean? 
right? If we don't, who will? I always say that. No, like, that's totally it. That is totally it. Yeah. Wow, Sierra, you're like on it. I'm so proud of you. Let's do the, let's do a speed round here. Uh-oh, speed round. Okay. Just, there's no right or wrong answer. Whatever, whatever comes to mind. Okay. Oh boy. All right, let's do All it. Right. Well, I think you kind of answered this. If you weren't, what would you be? Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, a biologist. <laughs> okay. Makes sense. Nerd. Um, what's your favorite film of all time? Of all time? All right. Just that's that so dramatic. It, it, okay. You know. I was about to say yeah, that I'm going to be sappy right now, but I love the notebook. Oh gosh. I get a lot of, a lot of people on my podcast love the notebook. Okay. Really? A lot of people? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, a lot of women have said the notebook. I'm crying. Well, then let me change my answer. God. Everyone says that. No, I that. love it. I love the notebook. <laughs> what's what's something you can't do without? Uh, God. Aw, I love it. Um, that's that's a whole other podcast we could go into. <laughs> um, who's your celebrity crush? Ooh. Could be male or female. Oh, that's hard. Can I tell you mine while you're thinking? Yeah, tell me yours. I kind of have a crush on Nate Parker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, healthy. We're friends. Like, I, I, I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast because this would be mortifying, but like... He's too busy. He will not listen to this. But yeah, I am dying. <laughs> but yeah, you have. You know what? I think you told me you had a crush on him before, and I was like, yeah, "Oh, because he's just like I love what he's about. I love his artistry, and and he's also easy on the eyes. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> let's be let's be honest. Let's be honest. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh my god, this is such a hard question. <laughs> no celebrity crush. I feel like there is, but you know when you just don't want to say. <laughs> Oh, okay. You have a co-star crush? That would even be worse. You can't say that. No, a co-star crush? Like, on a, I have no, no. <laughs> Love them all as brothers. You're like, no. You just put, like, you just put the gauntlet down. No. That's hilarious. Love them all as oh. brothers. Oh, my God. Uh, what's your advice for your, your younger self, even though you still are so young? Oof. Um, don't be so hard on yourself. Yes. Amazing. That'd probably be uh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. What scares you the most? Failure. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, the remedy to that is to know that you and I and everybody has failed every day. So <laughs> we're failing all the time. It's good That's to know. That's true. That's right? true. Um, how would you describe acting in one word? Ooh, invigorating. Good word. What's something that is a takeaway for you being, you know, at the studio or learning from us? Oh my God, there's so many. Oh, Anthony, I'm sure everyone can agree who's listening to this that there are so many quotable things that you say. God, there's um, don't act what isn't there. That's everything right. is Everything is connected. Okay um trust there, there's yourself. so many trust yourself right i was Use gonna say trust your instinct. instincts as well yeah, yeah 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 trust yourself and your body yeah and your body will follow i mean these are and, um, these sounds so simple but they're they're hard to incorporate until you start to do it you know what i mean 
Yeah, because you also have to like incorporate it into your real life, like first, which is hard. And <laughs> that's so hard. So I'm like, I just find myself like hearing your voice, even when I'm not in the studio and I'm just in everyday life. And it really oh. is. I always say, I'm like, I'm like, I love it. I love your classes. They're just therapy sessions. They're three and four hour therapy sessions, pretty much. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> wow. You're doing some really great work. And, you know, uh, let's, let me ask you the last question. What's your definition of love? Magic. Beautiful. I never heard that one before. I, I say, feel like it's the closest thing we have to magic. It's true. It really is. My boyfriend. I also heard that in a movie, but it's very true. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> you can claim it as your own. I texted my boyfriend today, asked him how work was going. And he said, oh, I don't know. He just said something. I want to quit everything. I, or he said, I don't believe in anything anymore except amour. Oh, <laughs> I that know. is cute. I'm going to have to take, can I borrow that? Yeah. He said, <laughs> I don't believe in anything except love. He's, he is a, oh my God, you'll get to meet him. He is such a romantic. It's kind of crazy. Um, I love it all. I always say, so. I always say, Sierra, that my definition of love is just this moment right now. Mm. That's a good one too. So it's Sierra, very true. Tell, tell our guests where they can find you. You can find me. <laughs> this is so funny. The way <laughs> you can find me. <laughs> You can find me on Instagram or Twitter at, at the Sierra Capri. You can also check me out on Netflix. Netflix is a show on my blog, now streaming seasons one through three and season four is coming very soon. And I cannot wait for you guys to see it. I'm so excited. It's our last season. And yeah, I just want to say to all the fans who've been so supportive over the years. Thank you guys so, 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 so much. Um, I really, I know words can't really describe <laughs> Uh, how grateful we all are to have had the fans and the support that we've had. And it, it means a lot. So thank oh. you. I think I called your and show. Thank on you, the Anthony. On my block. Oh, you're welcome. Yes. I'm so, <laughs> it's on my block. And also yes. they can watch uh, Nate and your film, uh, American Skin on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You can also, please do, please check out Nate Parker's film called American Skin now streaming on yeah. Amazon as well. And I believe also Voodoo and Fandango and a couple other places. But yeah, please go check that out. It's a great film. Great. Thank you, Sierra, for being here. Thank you, Anthony. I'm so glad we finally did this. Did it's this. been a long time coming. <laughs> but I love you so much. Love Thank you, you. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice. And hopefully book the fucking job. <laughs>